Hello, and welcome to the very first episode of the Bow Valley Wedding Podcast. My name is Rob Murray from Class Act DJ Service, and for over a decade, I've had the pleasure of working alongside some amazing wedding vendors from the Banff and Canmore area to help create special moments for hundreds of brides and grooms. The idea behind this podcast is to have in-depth and candid conversations with those vendors to share their stories and give brides and grooms tips and tricks to help plan their weddings in the Canadian Rockies. I'm also the host of The Morning Show at Mountain FM Radio in Canmore, and I know my very first guest is a regular listener. In fact, he's used to being first. He chose to name his venue A Baron Bison Inn rather than The Baron Bison Inn or just Baron Bison Inn to make sure their venue showed up alphabetically first in the phone book. You know, back when that sort of thing mattered. I'm thrilled to welcome Lonnie Middleton, owner and chef at A Baron Bison Inn in Canmore. Thanks so much for joining me on the podcast. Oh, it's great to be here, Rob. Love your show and enjoy having coffee with you every morning. <laughs> right on. A bear and bison. How did you get into the business of doing what you do? Oh, it's a funny story. Uh, I used to work at the Banff Springs Hotel as a chef, and my wife and I ran a little bed and breakfast in Canmore. And we were turning away a lot of business every day, and I was wasting a lot of time driving to Banff. And we just decided to see what we could do. And this lot was for sale. And we bought it, and my dad and I uh, built the business, and my my wife at the time built the business. So it was a good matchup, and here we are almost 20 years later. Yeah, you've turned uh, from a little bed and breakfast into quite a large bed and breakfast, I would say. How would you describe a Baron Bison? Is it a hotel? Is it a bed and breakfast? Is it just a big house? Like, what is it? Oh, that's a really good question, and I, I actually answer this quite often. Technically, we're a hotel, but we run it like a bed and breakfast. We have 10 rooms, and they all face the Three Sisters. And luckily for us, we have the best Three Sister view in all of Canmore. I mean, giant windows. I almost like to think of it every time I go there. It's like you're in like this giant house with all of your friends. It's like a really big house party in a way. That's really kind of one of our secrets is we try to be the unobtrusive service staff that are there when you need us but you know, not in your way when you're just enjoying each other's company. And it works out well. You know, at the beginning of your career, I understand that you uh, managed to serve some pretty distinguished guests. <laughs> well, that's funny. I, I had a few run-ins with people. One time at the Banff Springs, we were cooking Mark Messier's uh, wedding, and uh, Wayne Gretzky was the best man. And I actually bumped into him on my way from one kitchen to another, and some of my colleagues called it a body check, but he, he managed to play hockey the next day, so everything was okay. <laughs> Some royalty as well? I used to work out in Kananaskis at the Lodge, and we had a function for the Queen of Holland. And we were going to do a white glove affair out on Seibold Creek Flats, and we had a big tent set up, but it was really windy that day, so we were in a bit of a panic. And we found a forestry... Uh, interpretive center that had you know a roof and some walls and we put together a really really nice luncheon for the queen and her entourage and during the the lunch i uh, thought i was being discreet and i pulled out a camera and i took a picture of the queen and of course the click was quite loud back then before digital and uh, the queen uh, asked her friend who had taken the picture and her friend said oh the little guy in the, in the middle so later, when it was time for the queen to leave, she came up and walked down the line of all the service staff and thanked us. But she stopped in front of me and shook my hand and said, thank you very much, chef. That was a great meal. 
And as she turned to walk away, the two uh, head chefs from the lodge at Kananaskis and the hotel Kananaskis turned and looked at me, and I felt pretty small that day <laughs> in one respect. But it was a highlight. I understand that's not the only story of serving royalty that you have. We were cooking a dinner for the Queen of Jordan. We were down at the uh, golf clubhouse, the Banff Springs Hotel, and the maitre d' takes the main course out to the bride. And there was probably 12 servers, black and white, white gloves, and they're all waiting for the queen to be served. And they were literally going to throw down 70 or 80 plates within 20 seconds. <laughs> and as the maitre d' leans over to put down the main course in front of the queen, she says, I don't do veal. And if you can imagine a train wreck happening at 100 miles an hour, that, that's what happened because <laughs> it was a dinner for 170 people. The maitre d' literally runs back to the kitchen and I threw a pan on the grill and I was looking through the fridges and I found a piece of salmon. I cooked up a nice salmon, made a sauce. Chef tested it. Maitre d' ran out to the queen and put the plate down in front of her and wham, everybody had their food. And my pickup line for weeks, if not months later in the, in the local bars, was under 10 minutes and fit for a queen. <laughs> but don't boom. <laughs> nice. Obviously, a Baron Bison is an indoor venue. Have you had experience doing a lot of outdoor weddings as well? Oh, we have a great little gazebo here that we do uh, year-round weddings in. We do summer weddings, spring weddings, fall weddings. And sort of our signature is our evening fire and ice ceremony. We do it just as dusk falls. So the photographer has that really desirable blue light and it highlights the mountains. And we have a roaring fire and 60, 70 candles in, in mason jars and uh, lanterns. And it, it's really special. In some ways, you're competing with, uh, you know, venues like the Banff Springs and the Kananaskis Lodge and all these, like, world-renowned wedding venues. What sets you apart? Why do people choose a Baron Bison? The Banff Springs, they do a great job. And if you have a, if a big wedding, 400 people, no one does it better. When you have a group of, you know, 10, 20, 30, 40, I think we compete very well with these guys. And the level of service that we're able to give and the attention to detail... It's really unsurpassed. From the time you book your wedding till the time you check out, you know, you have your wedding hostess. We literally hold your hand through the whole process. I've DJed weddings there before. So, I mean, you can have like a big party too, right? Oh, yeah. We have a way to push our numbers up a little more. We do what we call a silver service cocktail menu and ends up being quite a, a fun affair. The bride and groom have literally hundreds of items to choose from, but they end up picking 18 items for dinner, and we serve it tapas-style. And the flow for a tapas-style dinner is just so great for the guests and their, their ability to mingle with each other, and uh, I think it's by far our most popular dinner service. Sitting at a table beside people for three hours, sometimes that leaves a little to be desired. You don't get to meet everybody. With our tapas-style dinner, you get to mingle with the whole group, and it's really good for breaking down barriers that might be within the group, little cliques. You know, it gets everyone out and mingling. It's, it's wonderful. How do you sort of create a wedding menu? I mean, what sort of flavors do you go for? Is there sort of a style that you bring to the table there? You know, people have been asking me for a long time. I've been in the restaurant business since 1982. What do you specialize in? And, you know, I try to do a good job with everything I do. But I think the answer to this, what do you specialize question is, 
I specialize in making the flavors do what they're supposed to do. When I look at a menu and a, and a recipe and I say, okay, well, why, why does it have this in it? I really try to, through proper cooking techniques, bring out the full flavors of all the ingredients in the dish to make them really shine. What's like a really memorable wedding for you? Like something that really sticks out, you know, maybe many years later that uh, was just one of those once in a lifetime kind of experiences. With COVID-19 going on, I keep remembering similarities between the floods of 2013. We were pretty hard hit. You know, we had beachfront property uh, for a while there and we lost 140 feet of our property along, along the road. And we were still doing weddings during that time. And we had great support from the locals. The town was great. Bremner Engineering was just amazing. They would take their breaks when we had a ceremony going on. So there might be as many as 30 pieces of equipment working. And if the wedding was at 3 o'clock, at 10 to 3, they would all grind to a halt. It was quite amazing. But the one memorable wedding that pops into my mind is they wanted to take photos in front of the inn. It turns out the groom was a backhoe operator in Fort McMurray. So we got all the equipment moved, but they left us a backhoe. I <laughs> <laughs> said to the guy, make sure you take the key. Don't leave the key in the uh, backhoe. You know, just, of course, they left it running. <laughs> and so we've got a great photo shoot on our Facebook page of the bride in the, in the bucket and groom in the, in the driver's seat and uh, made for some good photos. Um, unfortunately, he had a bad sense of humor, and he dumped his bride very carefully on his wedding day. Out of the backhoe. He, oh. <laughs> <laughs> he must have been a dad. <laughs> it was a classic dad joke. I remember the 2013 floods. A Baron Bison located right beside Cougar Creek, which was a raging torrent. The banks were being eroded away. It must have been really nerve-wracking for you, wondering if the building would actually still be standing at the end of it. Well, you know, that's a funny question. My wife at the time wanted to take a vacation, and I said, you know, the business will fall apart if, I, uh, <laughs> if I'm not there. And literally, we were in Greece on a sailing trip, and we got back to port, and not only had our business fallen apart, but uh, a whole lot more. That was one of our last vacations together. <laughs> wow. Did, did you have to cut your vacation short, or did you stick it out and just sort of worry from halfway around the world? Or I was just uh, hard in my throat, and what's going on, and was people still there? And So we couldn't cut our trip short because Canmore was still closed, and uh, the trip timing was perfect that I ended up getting back to Canmore the day they opened it up to traffic. So um, we still enjoyed a great Greek island holiday, and we're really pleased to come back to a, a town that was handled very well and safely by all. For me, you know, I've, I've been living in Canmore for 19 years here now, but that's when I really fell in love with our community is just seeing the aftermath of the flood and how it brought people together. I mean, can you speak to the community of Canmore, maybe the Canmore that brides and grooms coming here might not be aware of? That's such a good statement, Rob. And, you know, you were a big part of that. It's nice to wake up in the morning and hear Rob Murray on the radio <laughs> and have my coffee and just everything's okay in Canmore. It was just so interesting and how proud I am of, of our town. You sort of, you know, I don't know, it's like your kids. My kids are the best kids. My town's the best town. It really just came through in so many ways during the 2013 floods. And in a way, I think it prepped us for our response to COVID-19. We really have one of the best communities in Canada. For people who are coming to Canmore, I mean, what's sort of like a little local secret that you'd like to share with people today? 
Canmore just has such a laid back, enjoy the moment appeal. I just constantly find myself wherever I am, you know, there seems to be the ideal view of the three sisters located just on the little um, green space above the inn is a cliff. And we have a stunning location there that I like to sneak bride and grooms up to for photos. You know, there's so many of those little spots that aren't overrun with tourists. I don't know. There's just something real about Canmore. And, you know, we have that can-do attitude here. And and it's really special. And I think bride and grooms really appreciate um, when they work with locals and that can do more in Canmore. <laughs> I'd imagine most of the clients you work with are people who maybe you, you don't even meet face-to-face until the actual day because they're coming from other places. We're a destination wedding kind of place. I mean, what should people know when they're planning a wedding from afar like that? When people are working, trying to plan a wedding through the internet, everything looks great. What I really stress is use local people. Local people know the area, If a piece of equipment breaks, you know, they're five minutes away from home. Local networks are just amazing. You know, we've been a member of Banff Bride since it was founded. And I just strongly encourage people to use locals. You know, we work well together. We know the area. If it's raining on one side of the valley, you know, that local photographer is going to know that sweet spot on the other side of the valley. There's just such a strong sense of, you know, we're in this together. We want to deliver a great product. And I think that's our secret. Can you tell us a story about a time when a wedding went, something at a wedding went totally sideways and how you recovered from it? Never happened. Never happened? No. We have a six-page itinerary and we walk through every detail. You know, we don't leave anything to chance. Weddings are like air traffic control. Every wedding has to land safely. We really put a lot of work into the timeline, the flow, and the itinerary helps us do that. We want the whole event to appear effortless, and that takes a lot of work. And working with people you've worked with before, having established relationships, only hiring the best local uh, providers really does ensure things go well. A funny story One time we had a bride and groom book their own marriage commissioner. And I I don't know what happened, but 20 minutes before the ceremony, there was no marriage commissioner. And it turns out their marriage commissioner wasn't happening. So I phoned up a local uh, marriage commissioner, Marianne Kutzer. And her husband answered the phone and he's like, oh, she's out walking the dog. So I jumped in my van and uh, I drove over to her house and started doing a grid search of the uh, the surrounding uh, streets. And I found her on, on the streets. I said, Marianne, we need a wedding commissioner in 12 minutes. <laughs> and she was there in her suit, ready to go, and really, really saved the day. So maybe that's uh, an example of something almost going sideways. But, you know, again, having a good community and everyone pulling together, it ended up going off without a hitch. Awesome. You mentioned your career is now, what, 20 plus years? I mean, what drives your passion for continuing to do what you do? I think what I like about the wedding business is it's kind of like somebody throwing you a hot potato and saying, don't drop it. Oh, and here's another hot potato. (laughs) I really, really enjoy that level of commitment or just, I mean, this is important. It's fun. You know, there's a lot of pressure. I thrive in that environment. And 
it just keeps my life interesting and it's it's really great to be a part of so many good memories for people. We've definitely had a challenging year in the wedding industry with COVID-19, I guess over a year now. Have you been managing to continue to do weddings at a Baron Bison? Yeah, never in the uh, you know, the whole process of COVID-19 were weddings banned. So it was just a matter of keeping up to date, having good relationships with the uh, Alberta Public Health and following the guidelines and educating the clients and being firm. You know, I'm in the wedding business and have been for a long time. Some of the restrictions were really hard to hear, but I actually think the intention was really good. And I think Alberta Health Services really stepped up. Weddings were a real challenge to keep people safe. And, you know, a classic example for me is, you know, I checked in many brides and grooms. And then the first car that pulled into the parking lot, they'd run out and give them a hug. Mm. <laughs> you know, it's, it's my sister. I haven't seen her in three months. <laughs> She'll never do anything to hurt me. That was the main reason why they had to be so strict on weddings. And although it was very uh, detrimental to my bottom line, I agree 100% with what uh, Alberta Health Services has done and is doing. And I'm excited about our reopening schedule, and I hope that it's well thought out and that people respect the guidelines and we go forward. What was maybe the one biggest challenge about hosting a wedding during covid you know, the initial shock that brides couldn't have exactly what they wanted. What do you mean I can't have a first dance? What do you mean I have to wear a mask? You know, we can't visit with our guests. We can't hug our guests. And I've seen this whole journey over the last 18 months. And now people get it. And, you know, I'm, I'm booking weddings all the time. And, you know, the couples are a lot more receptive to the rules and to the unknown changes that may come up. People are, are really working with us opposed to being a little bit more uh, aggressive in, you know, you can't tell me what to do kind of attitude. So that's been our biggest challenge is just going through the whole process of educating our guests as to what's allowed and what's not and essentially putting on you know a bylaw officer's hat and saying you know that's not allowed and it's been hard on the staff it's it's been hard on the guests and you know I'm I'm really appreciative of the uh, the couples that have kind of fought through and said we're not going to let covid win we're going to get married no matter what and some of those uh, weddings have just been the most successful we've ever done yeah, I was going to ask you about that. I mean, have you really had an opportunity to have some really special moments with couples and uh, celebrate with them in spite of everything? Yeah, you know, so many stories. I always like a good RCMP wedding. The surge really helps. The guys look good, and we had a couple of those this month. And uh, last year was a funny story. We had a couple, and they were your traditional uh, Albertans. They might have had a little bit of red on the back of their neck. <laughs> and they, they came with black hoodies. They had gotten them custom made and it said their wedding date. And for the uh, zeros on the 2020, they had rolls of toilet paper starting to spool out. So it was, we got married, the year shit got real. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. It was really fun. They were a really nice couple. And, you know, I was a witness to their wedding because they didn't uh, bring any friends. It was sort of in the height of restrictions last year. And that was really special. And many, many stories like that. I always appreciate fighters. You know, here's the rules. We're going to follow them. 
We're going to do what we can to make this day special. And we work with a lot of great service providers in the Bow Valley who also support that vision and that goal. And it's a real successful part of what we do here at the Baron Bison. For the most part, throughout the pandemic, dance floors have not been allowed. So I haven't really been working too, too much. But the few weddings that I have done, I think the real sentiment to me was, you know, even if we can't hug our guests, even if we can't sort of have the party that we initially envisioned, there was just a sense of, wow, it's just so great to be with all these people together. Even if we do have some restrictions on how we can interact, the fact that we're able to get together right now is just something really special. You know what I mean? I agree, Rob. It's been a trying time, but also, you know, I think we'll look back on the group effort to fight the challenge fondly. That being said, I'm excited about uh, next month, hopefully, and all the weddings that we have planned. And there's some pent-up frustration there. So I'm looking forward to some big parties and some fun events. I'm, and some, some DJing. I miss your style, Rob. Yeah, I miss being there too. Uh, knocking on wood that we can actually make that happen again. Yeah. Where can people find out more information about uh, Baron Bison? Are you online? Do you have social media, that sort of thing? Oh, we're on Facebook, we're on Instagram, and our website is baronbisonin.com. Lonnie Middleton from A Baron Bison in Canmore. Thanks so much for joining me on the program today. Thanks, Rob. It's always a pleasure. And thanks to you for listening to the very first episode of the Bow Valley Wedding Podcast. I'm excited to share more conversations and stories from vendors all across the Bow Valley, everything from florists to commissioners to photographers, more venue owners, and more. Make sure to subscribe to the Bow Valley Wedding Podcast to stay up to date on all the latest episodes as they come out. 